Welcome to episode three of Young Broadcasters. Today, we're with Sam Hiller, director for The West End. Hello, Hi. Sam. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very good. It's really good to be here. What inspired you to become a director? Oh, that's a very good question to start with, Poppy. Um, well, I started off as an actor. I know that wasn't your question. Um, doing uh, straight plays, I was going to be a very serious actor. Uh, and then I sort of always sang from an early age um, and uh, singing choirs and all of that. And then I, I got into some musicals, Aspects of Love was the first one I got into. And then I did musicals and really, really enjoyed it. But while I was in one musical, that was Les Miserables, back at the Palace Theatre when it was there, um, I got asked, would I be the assistant director and still be in the show? So um, I did that for a while and then sort of the progression from there is to become the resident director of the show and that's how I sort of got into it. There wasn't really a, a passion to direct, it's sort of something that sort of fell in my lap and I just explored it and went with it and uh, sometimes in life that's the best way isn't it? Just see how it goes. Can you share a favourite memory of working on a player or a musical? Oh, favourite memory? Um, yes. Uh, we were doing Les Mis um, at the Queen's Theatre, so we had transferred. And the Queen's Theatre is uh, right next to another theatre called the Gilgood Theatre. Now, the Queen's Theatre is now called the Sondheim, so if anyone's wondering where the Queen's Theatre is in London, it's now the Sondheim Theatre. But anyway, the Queen's Theatre was next to the Gilgood Theatre, and in the Gilgood Theatre, playing alongside our production of Les Miserables, was a certain wonderful actress called Judy Dench. Now, Judy Dench wrote to Cameron McIntosh, the producer, and said, um, I would dearly love to be in your show one day. And then we came up with the idea that, um, why can't you be in Les Mis for a scene and then go back and do her play? And we thought it would never get taken off the ground. And then one of the actors worked with Judy Dench and uh, put it to her, and she said, that's perfect. I do three scenes, then I'm off till the second act. So... Um, she came and performed in uh, Les Mis and it was wonderful and it was just wonderful to see Dame Judi Dench really nervous before she went on and did her scene in Les Mis so that was a very happy memory there was one more when um, we some of us sang on the movie of uh, Les Mis and uh, we worked with Tom Hooper and um, he had us doing most incredible impros just to sing the soundtrack and like convicts, we were pulling things and pushing things. And that was a really happy memory. And the good thing about our business is these memories can build and build. You don't know what's around the corner. And a highlight for me now is being here with you guys talking to you. So there you go. <laughs> well, thanks so much. You're yeah. welcome. How do you make sure everyone has fun while rehearsing a show? That's a really good question. Um, as artistic people yourselves... Uh, you will know that if you haven't got a fun environment, sort of the artistic integrity and the artistic freedom doesn't really um, exist in a room. So uh, what we do is we keep the room um, very safe. We make sure everyone knows in the room it's a safe environment. It's an environment that people can mess up, that people can get things wrong, so we can find a journey to get what we think is right for the piece. Um, and also we keep it light-hearted. We play some games, impros, and we keep a dialogue. It's really important uh, to have a dialogue with people. Some people need an arm around their 
shoulder to say, no, you're doing really well, it's really good. Some people need a little bit more of a shove because... Yeah, uh, that sort of reassurance. Yeah, and all of that. But it was a good question. Um, and I think it's about just creating a safe, harmonious room that people can uh, um, feel safe and be artistic in. Yeah. Cheers, Sam. What advice do you have for kids who dream being involved in theatre? The one bit of advice that was given to me, um, and I think it's really important, is dream big and go for it. There's obviously, you know, you've got to be realistic. And in this day and age, a little bit, we live in a society of instant uh, fame and instant credibility and instant uh, success. And there's lots of programmes that are geared around those without naming them, uh, which are fine and great and entertaining. Um, but I would say work really hard. Don't let anyone put you off. Be realistic. Know there's going to be some um, not so good times. Know there are going to be some really exciting times that you never thought you would experience. And just go for it. And don't let anyone put you off. I remember my career's um, master at school saying, oh, no, 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 I think you should be an accountant or a lawyer. I think you should do this. Th Theatre is very much... Uh, insecure it may be insecure but it's in your heart and if it's in your heart go for it so just go for it and don't let anyone um put you off sorry parents so how do you approach the creative process when directing a west end production okay uh so um my sort of role is what we call an associate director so um it's been directed by other directors maybe 30 years ago so now I look after their work um, so there is sort of a blueprint of what we are trying to achieve um, but so we know that blueprint how we get there is to make every single cast member feel like they're creating something themselves and you, you can imagine that's quite a hard thing to do when we can't steer too far away from the original thing um, so it's it's a lot about giving people information about the period, um, the history of the time, um, the style of the piece, you know, are we inhabiting the story, are we presenting the story more, um, all of those things. So it's about information um, and it's about the blueprint really, but we do sort of rip it up a little bit and we have freedom um, to do that. But if I was directing my own piece, which I have done, different shows um, it's about really having a very good prep you know you need to really know and lead a company on your vision but also be open for the actors to create and it be immersive and it to fly but that was a really really good question yeah. do you want to be an actor well not particularly but if I can get into, into anything like that like theatre or yeah. Something to do with that. Absolutely, yeah. Fire away. Okay, <laughs> can you share a challenging moment that, as, that you faced as a director and how you overcame it? Um, yeah, um, there's sort of many challenges. I think every project you're on, you come up against really big challenges. Bits like that piece of scenery won't fit there. How are we going to get that on stage? That wasn't anything like I was expecting. But one of the most challenging and luckily it had a, a happier ending than it, it's going to sound. Well, as I tell you, it, we were, um, I was looking after Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang and we had the two young children in uh, the child catcher's cart and um, they were going around the stage 
and there was an understudy on and the stage was slightly raked and you can guess what happened they were going around and suddenly the cart tipped up with two young children and we're talking under the age of 10 and all I saw was a leg coming through the cart about to hit the floor so I literally an audience were in I jumped up and I ran and I jumped up onto the stage and the curtain came in and I was expecting some a little bit of carnage and I said to them are you okay and the young boy said that was brilliant let's do it again <laughs> so it was challenging so for a moment loved, he just loved the experience yeah it was challenging for a moment and um, nearly career ending but uh, it had a, a better ending but there are many many challenges people don't turn up for rehearsals people who um, forget to bring themselves on stage oh, um, things annoying. like that so many things and also you're dealing with producers and producers can be um, let's say uh, they want certain things done a certain way um, and I'm lucky to work with the best and the most leading impresario in the world Cameron McIntosh but you know the reason their shows are so good um, is because they have high standards so that can be challenging how do you manage to keep a fresh outlook on such a well-known story as Lemis? Oh, uh, you guys are brilliant. These questions are absolutely fantastic. Can I ask, how long did it take you to think of these questions? Come on. Are they quite spontaneous or took a while? Um, I think they were spontaneous, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. What was your question? Again, please. Um, how do you manage to keep a fresh outlook on such yeah, and again, sort of comes back to what I was saying. Every person who comes into the show has to own it, and it's what they bring to the show. So we don't say, well, the last person stood on square 25, downstage right. Um, we give them uh, a really big understanding of who they're playing in the scene. We do some impros, so they have ownership of it. Um, so, and we have a little bit of free reign to uh, create and stuff but uh, yeah it is a challenge but it's uh, it's a good one In the ever-changing world of theatre how do you stay innovative and keep up with new trends? Oh <laughs> the lovely listening uh, public can't see me but as you can see I'm incredibly trendy not um, no 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 I have good trainers on I think um, yes. but uh, a really good question how do you listen I suppose you know I'd be brave enough to tell you I'm 54 years of age and things have changed. I know, I know, it's hard Nothing to think. Thank you, honest. thank you. You've got a recall. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is difficult. As we know, times are changing. Lots of things have to be done a certain way. And, of course, we as people are intelligent enough to move with the times. The style of the work is changing a little bit. But that's again the beauty of the, the, the business that we can be led down one area of style and then suddenly we go back to the traditional pieces again. Um, so I think it's about keeping an open mind. Don't be um, narrow-minded about anything and to be honest with you you know, as actors and performers, you know, you take as much as you can and learn and enrich yourself with so many different um, jobs. But, uh, yeah, it's a really good question. These questions are absolutely superb. You're a very talented bunch. Yeah, thank you so much. You That's are welcome. Advice. Thank you. 
Can you share a bit about how you use technology to enhance the audience's experience? Because I've seen, you know, videos of West End before and it's just amazing how you get the lighting so amazing. Yeah, and we're lucky um, when we think about Les Mis. Um, we get to work with this award-winning, multi-award winning, multi -award -winning um, uh, lighting designer called Paulie Constable, who um, is at the top of her game. Um, and it's about it's about using the resources. I mean, there's a lot of in a lot of productions now. It used to be like backdrops, didn't it? And things coming on and all of that. So you still got the automation, but what we got now is a lot of screens, so a lot of uh, video stuff and, and clever, I can't think of the word, I'm not very technical at all, but lots of brilliant images that they can bring out. Do you know what? Just doing this podcast in this wonderful building here in Exeter, can, you, can, the, can, the, can we hear all of this behind? So we've got singing going on in one room behind. We've got someone playing the bass in another room. Yeah. We've got someone singing in another room, someone on the drums. And you guys don't know how lucky you are to have such a creative hub. And uh, it is, you know, and I teach at the Royal Academy of Music in London. It's similar to that. And it's inspiring when you hear that. Um, Right, so we're coming towards the end of our podcast, so we're just going to hit you with some quick-fire questions, if that's okay. Um, so, from, from what I've heard, you really know your stuff about directing and stuff. So, how long have you been yes. doing that for? Uh, 20 years. 20 years, wow. That's amazing. Changing the subject a bit, what's your favourite colour? Favourite colour is blue. Do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? Pineapple, yes. What's your favourite band? Van Morrison. Nice. Do you have any pets? Yes. Oh, sore subject. Uh, have a cat and a... We did have a bunny, but we won't go there. What's your favourite um, roast meat? Beef. Beef. Do you play any instruments? Absolutely not. Fair enough. What's your favourite production musical? Favourite production musical is Warhorse. Well, that's not a musical, but production. Like a tenor, bass, or an alto, or... High baritone. What's your favourite film or TV show? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I love that film. I do too. Oh my god, it's so it's so amazing. You win it. The golden buzzer. Do, do. Oh, I love it. Well, I think that concludes our podcast. Thank you so much for giving us the time to answer the questions. And I hope you had as much as fun as I did, because... I've had such a brilliant time. And all three of you are wonderful, wonderful young... People and your questions were fantastic. It's a real honour for me to be here. So thank you. Thank you. So yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. bye. Goodbye.